Welcome, 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 welcome. welcome. Unicorn, unicorn. <laughs> Join Andrew Wall, Hector Garcia, and Michael Lee. One mission, one rule: make accounting fun. Welcome to Friday Night Live with Accountants. Are you ready? I'm ready. You boys ready? And Jan, our special guest of the week. Um, Jan, welcome to Friday Night Live. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, we've got a really uh, interesting topic today, I think. Uh, we're going to be talking about certifications, communities, and associations. You've obviously got a ton of background and knowledge in this area. Um, so we're really interested to hear your perspective on these things. Um, but before we do that, why don't you give uh, our listeners a, a bit of background about yourself? Oh, sure. Thanks. Thanks, guys, for having me. No, um, I, uh, I really am excited to be here. A uh, bit of background is I uh, got my accounting degree. Uh, it took me a little bit uh, longer than I had anticipated to get it, <laughs> about 10 years or so. Um, but um, I was really excited to kind of get started in the industry and um, came along um, self-taught in terms of bookkeeping, uh, formalized, went through CPA firms, really determined that I liked uh, bookkeeping, uh, started with technology, moved up through the ranks, started my own business, um, you know, kind of took it off from there, really uh, kind of picked up and uh, kind of really came along in the entrepreneurial part with the technology. Um, fast forward, uh, got in with Intuit, loved Accountants Council, moved, moved that needle. And then I got in with a company called ICB um, really wanting to kind of help develop and grow the bookkeeping end of it and uh, certifications, um, enhancing what I could develop with, um, you know, the industry in terms of making bookkeepers kind of feel more valuable, started moving that forward and, um, really kind of thinking that there should be more out there in terms of bookkeepers aligning better with CPAs and that whole industry alignment type thing. Um, after I left there, moved back into industry and uh, started picking back up in processes and procedures and technology again. And now I'm back into uh, my practice. So that's a real huge, fast, quick screenshot of what I've been doing. What year were you on, uh, on council for? Uh, 2010. 2010. So one of our one of our early birds for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, Canadian Council is a little bit different um, from from U.S. Council, but I did get the the opportunity to go down and participate in U.S. Uh, council as part of the Canadian envoy, uh, and it is such an amazing experience. And I think it really invigorates you and energizes you and gets you passionate about what's going on in our industry from a technology standpoint. Um, as well as the opportunities within bookkeeping. But I think what's really interesting is that um, you've taken this energy and this ambition and, and, and are starting to do stuff around sort of the professionalization of bookkeepers. Maybe you can tell us a, a bit more about that. Yeah, um, I think, you know, for me, the biggest thing working in a CPA firm and then coming at it from the angle of, of being at, um, at a small business owner level working on the books, seeing that there was a differentiation or divide between the two 
angles, right? The CPA wants to get the taxes done. They want to really kind of look at the forecasts. They want to help the business owner grow and, and kind of do that analytical side. And the business owner wants to be in the day-to-day, -day, um, or it, it seemed to me at the time, it seemed to me to be in the day-to-day. -day. I think the roles have shifted a lot from when I started that, but there was never really a huge communication between the two. And it just, it felt to me that um, the bookkeepers lacked a self-confidence, if you will. And it lacked a professionalism that the CPAs seemed to have. And it just felt like if we could get a, a common ground for bookkeepers and CPAs to really get an understanding of community, that we could start to elevate the profession. And that's really what I wanted to speak to in terms of helping my fellow um, community get together and understand that we're all one profession with the same kind of common goals. And that's really what I was, um, and I think I've always championed that. I've always really tried to help elevate that professionalism. Ethics um, are huge. Integrity, um, really talking to the business owners. And that was really the biggest key for me in terms of of kind of lifting our entire community. And I think, I honestly think the three of you are big um, in terms of that, you know, really the common goal for the common good. And um, that, that really now in the past five years has been a lot of what we hear, but before that we really didn't hear much of it. Yeah, it seems to be, a, a, it seems to start in the, at school, Mm -hmm. If you if you go to if you went to college for accounting, all they talk about and elevate is the CPA profession at the tax or audit level, right? Yeah. And so, the schools really are preparing students to go into public accounting, and they really don't paint a picture of anything else as as possible or even professional, right? So, you know, the idea that hey, we're gonna prep you to be a really savvy CFO. We're going to prepare you to be a controller or senior accountant inside a company. You're going to go help an entrepreneur or several entrepreneurs grow. You're going to grow. You're going to go help do fundraising. That concept is just like out of touch at the university level in the accounting programs. And instead, you know, students are just ingrained, get into public accounting, get into public accounting. And and so I, I've always wondered, like, well, what do they think that uh, the world will just learn bookkeeping on its own somehow? Like, like we don't. There's no education needed. Any monkey can pick it up. Is that what they? Is that what the belief is? Um, or it's so below you? It you know, if you're studying accounting, this work is too below you to do or get good at. Just focus on public. It, it's just it, it's a very weird mindset. And so I, I I do appreciate the fact that you've you've tried to make that shift happen. And the fact is that um, we know it's not easy work. Like at, at the end of the day that, you know, not, not any Joe Schmo can just pick up a set of books and then actually produce it and provide it and make it worth its weight of, of any accuracy. Um, and it, it usually takes somebody who's spent some time learning the skill set and, and giving their, giving their brains to it mm -hmm. to figure out how to do it right um, from, from either basic bookkeeping all the way to, how to take that information, actually interpret it, and, and raise money with it, or do something um, worthwhile with that with, with that information. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think personally, I think uh, sorry, I think that um, Intuit did a great job when they came along with their 
um, their certifications for like their desktop. If you think way back when their desktop certifications, right, become a pro advisor and become certified in their desktop, right? I think that was kind of the, the start of it in terms of validating, um, can we start to uh, define who is uh, good at this and who isn't, right? So not that anybody can just pick it up, right? Um, you have to actually have some knowledge in this. So it really was certifying on the software, but it started to kind of give some validation of, well, maybe we should actually look at, it shouldn't just be software we're certifying, but maybe we should start to think about, do we have some skills underneath this? And I think that for me, um, if we start to dig a little bit deeper, then that's where we start to get into the certification piece of it and exactly what you're saying of what about the skills. And to me, that's what the whole CPA is, right? Someone who has uh, gone and validated their skills and that yes, they actually do have the credentials, they do have the underlying um, education to pass that certification and move forward and practice in that. And that to me is what uh, the bookkeepers need as well um, in, in accounting professionals. And I equate certifications to confidence. If you can pass your certification, you now have that confidence to go out and practice in, 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 your, um, in, the, in that skill level that you need. So for me, um, I think that was the biggest thing. I think a lot of bookkeepers, they didn't go to school. Um, and that was the biggest thing. So they don't know that they even qualify. And I think for the years, exactly what you said, Michael, um, they don't feel that they're, they're worthy of the profession. There is a fundamental, we're lower than the rest of the profession. And my job was to elevate them. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to say that I'm the champion. I think they, they've done a great job themselves, but to help give them that confidence. And that was what the certification was to me, to shine the light and say, we are, we are worthy. And uh, to help them understand, you can do this. You just need to understand this certification gives you that validation to move forward. So that's what I was trying to champion. John, let me and ask you a question. Because in the world of specifically bookkeeping certifications, everything's a little bit muddled in terms yeah. of, you know, like there is an official certification, uh, you know, backed by the entire profession called the CPA. And there's, there's some official certifications backed by other professions that are tangential, like the CFA. And then there's uh, CIMA. And then there is, uh, I forget what the other one is, uh, CIA and then the forensic there's a forensic one and there's a management accountant one and those are internationally recognized and they're not really tied to a license like a CPA is and that's probably why the CPA is the most valuable one in my opinion of, of, of all of them but when you're a bookkeeper and there isn't such thing as an official licensing or certification and there's so many different types and you already know your stuff because a lot of these people come from private accounting and bookkeeping, 20, 15 years of experience, whatever. They know that there is another credits, you know, they have an accounting degree. How do they go about deciding, you know, should I get a certification? Is it, uh, is it, is it worth it to get it? Which certification to get? Let's say on the bookkeeper world or in the sub CPA world, and I don't, I don't mean sub 
you know, any lesser, I just mean, you know, the people that are just not going to go all the way uh, to CPA. What, what's that certification right under uh, CPA that would have, uh, that, that would have credibility and it would be worth investing into? Yeah. Well, I, I think the other ones that you mentioned, like the, the CF, um, the CF, if I have to think about all of them, they're, they're kind of tough. I think the one that's obviously recognized the most, or a few that are recognized the most, CPA, CMA, which is a management, right? Um, there's a couple uh, that are recognized most in the U.S., and that's predominantly what we're talking about. The rest globally no one here in the United States recognizes. And so I think that's what makes it a little bit more difficult for bookkeepers because you have to have a level of education in order to sit for those types of certifications, right? In order to get your CPA, you have to have so many hours of accounting education. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but same for your CMA, right? You have to have X number of hours of accounting education. So in terms of getting any type of bookkeeping or even other accounting education, there is no other um, certification out there that I'm aware of that requires you not to have X number of accounting um, credits, right, from a, a school's education, unless it's a global certification, right? I think the CIO um, which is, I think it's uh, certified, forgive me if I'm, I, I don't know all the acronyms. Um, you could probably pull them up while we're talking. But I think it's like information officer, right? That's more, that's not a bookkeeping focus. That's not an accounting focus, right? So I think, I think the thing is, is that when we're talking strictly accounting, those are the two recognized credentials and they require a level of accounting credits. And we're talking about bookkeepers who probably haven't attended um, Sorry, that, that's CPA and CMA, the ones you're referring to? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, yeah. for, for accounting. So certified yeah. management accountant, and yeah. that's by CIMA, I believe, yeah. right? Uh, and then CPA, which is by, by the AICPA or the state boards that license. Right. And yeah, so what about don't the, they require the you to have? Yeah, don't they require you to have a certain number of hours from a credentialed school? Yes, you have to have a degree or, or equivalent. You have to have a master's yeah, degree or equivalent. Yeah. And then you have to have, with a CPA, you need, you need to have another CPA certify you that you do have the experience. Same thing with a general contractor in most, state, in most states, uh, architects, engineers. I mean, because mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's a difference between being certified in the knowledge of something and being licensed by the state. And, and, and I think the licensing... What the licensee does, in my opinion, is basically it narrows the market. So by, 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 by charging for the license, by creating restrictions around it, by forcing people to have minimum amount of education and then having a certain amount of uh, continued education per year, the licensing system does limit the market and it does create some sort of intrinsic value into being certified, but not because you're certified, it's because you're licensed. But, exactly. but, but everything else, I, I believe, I believe maybe California has some sort of licensing for, uh, for, for tax preparers that I remember. Some states have that. But other than the licensing specific, specifically for licensing, all the other certifications are strictly voluntary. And the only value is sort, sort of marketplace value. There's no uh, official regulatory value, only marketplace value 
those are the ones that I want to discuss uh, with you because you've had experience with them, right? You, you have experience with ICB and there's also uh, um, AIPB. So could you, could you give us a Reader's Digest version of what you know about these unlicensed accounting bookkeeping certificates that are out there? Yep. So, I, I mean, basically exactly what you said, right? If they're unlicensed um, and they want to get something that is going to give themselves value, it's marketplace value, right? Just exactly as you said. It, it's more about getting yourself out there in terms of finding a credential that's going to give you some sort of education. In terms of ICB, in terms of AIPB. Those are the two biggest ones out there. And right now, in terms of what's out there in the United States, AIPB is the oldest one. And it's the one that is well known in the United States. ICB is the one that's known in terms of the global market. They're the ones that um, hold the, I guess, for the best lack of use, they've, they've got the biggest market share outside of the United States and are well known um, in terms of education, in terms of support through all the software, and in terms of um, giving the uh, global piece of it as far as um, uh, global standards, country standards, and education on software. Um, and what's the name of that certification, the ICB certification? What's the name of it for people that want to search it? Yeah, they, yeah if you want to search it, it's just going to be the ICB. They right. actually didn't, they didn't come, well, they call it the certified bookkeeper as well. They can't call it the certified bookkeeper here or the CB here in the United States. Yeah, I, th I think we should talk about that because that's, that's an interesting concept too. Um, <laughs> so I actually got hit. So long story short, in yep. the quick, in the quick, in the in the pro advisor website, you can have there's a little checkbox in your profile where you can yep. check where it says certified bookkeeper. Now, when I first got started, I got a certification from some institution. I I don't even remember. It was a community college or whatever that had a certification that said, "Hey, you got a certification in bookkeeping." So my profile in the pro advisor um, website had a checkbox for certified bookkeeper. There was no TM, there was no R, there was no C, nothing about copyrights or, or, or restrictions about use. And I hit the checkbox. And for X amount of years or whatever, I had the checkbox as certified bookkeeper. And then I got a cease and desist letter from the attorney of an organization called the AIPB who owns the trademark certified bookkeeper. Or I'm not sure if it's certified bookkeeper, the trademark, or CB, the trademark. Somehow they figured out how to get a trademark on the name and then you cannot put certified bookkeeper in front of your name unless you're affiliated with the American Institute of Professional Bookkeepers. So I had to take down the little checkbox. Um, so that's what you mean by the ICB, which is, the in, what is it called? International Bookkeepers. It's the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers. And you can, you can call yourself a certified bookkeeper as long as you're outside of the United States. Interesting. And if you're in, if you are certified by the ICB outside the United States, that's why I'm trying to be very cautious here. So if you're certified by the AIPB in the United States, you can call yourself a certified bookkeeper in the United States. Otherwise, and if, you and if get that. And if you're an ICB certified and you're inside the United States, what do you call yourself? ICB certified. 
Ah, oh, jeez. Such a no, weird. But here's, but here's the thing: they have acronyms. So, so they have different levels. They have a kind of a um, like a senior, which is a FICB. So it's a it's a fellow ICB FICB, um, but they cannot use. Uh, certified bookkeeper. So you and I both got that nice, lovely cease and desist letter. <laughs> it's just an, an interesting concept that somebody can own a phrase like that, um, which, you know, the term bookkeeper is a, a generic noun. And then to say certified, right? It's certified by what? It's certified by what does that mean? It's such an interesting idea that um, an, an entity can just say, we own this and we get to certify who's a bookkeeper, even though, you know, as we've been talking about this whole time, no one in the country recognizes a certification for any legal or authority reason in regards to the bookkeeping realm. Um, there's no requirement to have it for anything, right? A bank doesn't say you need to have this certification to sign a financial statement or um, a school doesn't say you need this to graduate. But it's interesting that this organization kind of owns it and, all, and seemingly polices it, um, you know, on, on I think online. I think that's, to me, that's more interesting Yeah. Well, that they police it, right? Why is it so protected? We see, right. we see certified technicians all the time, right? You, you go into your local repair shop and you see, uh, we are a certified technician dealer, right? But I mean, I from what I understand, and don't quote me, and I hope that, you know, I don't get something in the mail tomorrow. Um, but because it's a noun, it is generic. And those are very difficult to protect. So it's amazing to me that this is protected as much as it is. And I think it's just because no one has really gone toe-to-toe um, against this. But you see certified, certified all the time. And I think people just don't really, we're in a very litigious society. So I think you're right. I think probably people haven't challenged it, whether it would actually hold up if it went to court, who knows. But if you get a cease and desist, most people are just going to be like, well, it doesn't have significant enough value for me to bother challenging this in court. So I'm just going to take it off. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second and say, I actually like that there may be being litigious and trying to enforce this. Because if you are trying to create a professional standard, you want to enforce that only people who have actually been through your course, who have met your standards, are truly certified bookkeepers. Uh, now, I'm, I'm quite impressed that they were able to get that um, as, as, as something that they could trademark or protect. Um, but I think that if you are trying to create this professionalism to raise up bookkeeping to more of a standard, then you have to say, no, not anyone can call themselves this only people who have met my qualifications can call themselves a certified bookkeeper. And if you're out there calling yourself a CPA and you haven't gone through the designations, damn right the industry, the institute and the industry is going to come down on you with its full might and its full power. So I think that that, from my perspective, is a positive that they would actually be enforcing this, whether or not they actually could enforce it. Because I think you want to create that 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 standard, that professionalism, that only certain people meet this. Um, now, Jen, I guess a, a, my follow-up question for you is really sort of three-pointed on, on these different certifications. And I'd say from, and looking at it from a broad perspective, not just any one in perspective, I'd say, what do you think certifications are doing well? Um, what, are they, what are they not getting right? And if you could 
have this blank slate and create the ideal certification, what would it have that the current ones don't? Um, okay, well, yeah, which ones are doing well? Well, I think that's tough. I think, um, I think the ones that are doing well are the ones that are forward thinking. And I think, um, I think right now, I think uh, it, it's hard. It's, it's so hard. I think the ones that are doing well are the ones that are pivoting and changing, right? The ones that are forward thinking that, that they're adopting technology, they're starting to look forward. They're starting to say, we need to understand that the things that we've done in the past are not, you know, offer, you know, discounts at Pet Boys and, you know, for printing solutions, right? Those are the ones that are not doing well. You know, you've got to give something a little more forward thinking to entice membership, but also to enhance. So the ones that offer more educational value as well as community value, those are the ones that do well. Right. So give back to your community, but also give them something that they value. And I think listening to their members is uh, is helpful. Um, I know Hector is very proud of the CPA, um, as he should be. He's got a lot of letters after his name, Hector, um, and you've done a great job, and he's a great advocate and a great representation of the CPA. Um, and I think his, you know, what he's done is truly amazing. And so I think the CPA has done a great job in, in staying relevant and staying on top of it. And if the bookkeeping industry could, kind of I don't want to say mimic it because I don't want to be a copycat but if they could just take a piece of that and move that forward then I think that they would would be would be doing well in that um, so obviously that's kind of a combination of what they're not doing well and what you know which ones they're that could get it right I, I, I don't want to name names so that's that's tough but it, obviously the bookkeeping industry hasn't really picked up and taken off in certifications. And I think they hear a lot of noise in the, um, in the uh, social media. You don't need certifications. You don't need certifications. And I think that's a huge downfall. I don't necessarily believe that you need a certification as a bookkeeper, but what I do believe is you do need something to elevate yourself in terms of confidence, in terms of presentation, in terms of community, and in terms of allowing yourself to be part of a community that is progressive and, and moving forward. And if you can't be a, rep a good representation of that by getting yourself to a higher level, then you're going to be sitting and spinning in the same place. And getting a certification and some letters behind your name, that's, that's what the bookkeeping industry needs. Um, so my ideal one would be would be a, a certification that offers something globally. You need to get out and expand. You need to get past the country you live in. And that means looking at the UK, Australia does it right. Um, and the one that would be the one that does it the best is one that has government-based enforcement. So... Yeah. So wait, you think you think government-based enforcement is a own? I mean, so that's an interesting one because in the U.S. that is unlikely to happen. In states mm -hmm. like Texas or Florida, might be more likely for it to happen in New York or California, just because um, you know some states are 
employer friendly some states are employee friendly and and employee friendly states might be a bit more uh restrictive in terms of certifications and stuff like that because obviously you know the philosophy is to charge more money and control more of the marketplace and other yeah. states that are a bit more free market are not going to be as strict with that so being forward thinking and having which is which is what you what you mentioned to be the most important thing and having yeah. government enforcement are two entirely different things um <laughs> you know and, and and i think they're almost at odds jan because yeah. i think the aicpa or the cpa profession in general is not forward thinking at all i think there's a couple of us that kind of submerge to the top because we choose to be forward thinking and like like you said and you play some good compliments there so i uh, thank you for that i'll send you a check later and yeah. uh, and, and, and so a few of us emerge because we want to be forward thinking because we want to do it but the profession is not specifically asking us to do that as a matter of fact the protectionism of the profession and the and being in cahoots with the government if anything gives cpas such a big comfort zone such so, so much slack that it's okay you're protected you're going to have government enforcement that it detracts them from then working on being forward thinking so i think those two things are a little bit of at, at odds so um so i don't know if you may want, want to clarify you know in, in the in those two separate dimensions because look the, the point of this conversation is you're a bookkeeper that's not ready to be a cpa yet or maybe it's not in your horizon you are in the united states let's guess that or canada and you and you and you you're, you're thinking about spending i don't know thousand to three thousand dollars to get some sort of certification get books uh read them pass the test if there's such a thing and you know draw away from your billable time two to three hours a week for six weeks to get prepared for this it's kind of a major decision especially if you're operating so people want to just make a quick decision should i do it and if i do it which one so you might clarify if you want to clarify yourself on that you don't have to and then maybe just give us a reader's digest version of what should people be thinking about? Yeah, so I mean, it, I'm not saying that the CPA is progressive. I'm saying that the certification is progressive, right? Because again, the bookkeeper community hasn't been able to get that taken off the ground here in the US, right? And so all I'm saying is, is that at this point in time, if they can even get the group to even think forward, like the CPAs, in terms of, yes, we need to raise ourselves up and get a certification. That's, that's my reference point, right? Because it's not that CPAs are actually saying, yes, we need to, to, to be on top here and, and move this forward. We actually just need to be forward thinking in terms of the community needs to have a type of certification. Um, in terms of the government, I get that, but it's the actual government who requires the bookkeepers in Australia to help have financials done in order for them to actually get their taxes filed quarterly. So in order to do that, you have to be certified in order to get the, the small business taxes done. And, 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 and if you're not certified, as a, uh, a business uh, bookkeeper in the, in the AU, then you cannot file your quarterly business reports. So that's what I mean in terms of compliance there. 
Yeah, and I, I think, you know, talking about government enforcement or, or government regulation behind this, you know, I, I certainly understand Hector's pers perspective that, you know, you might limit the progressiveness of it. But I think that there's a couple of things to, to consider when it comes to the concept, you know, whether it would actually happen or not. But the, from the value perspective, you've got a couple of things to think about. Uh, one, the fundamental problem I have with bookkeeping is um, anyone can do it, but not anyone can do it right. And as accountants who are finding the year-end financials, every one of us as accountants have come across good bookkeepers and bad bookkeepers. So the certification is, is hopefully to create that standardization. Um, and having government regulation behind it um, will not only ensure that there is a standardization behind it, um, but also ensure that there's a recognition that we now know, okay, this is the standard to which people must aspire and be at. It doesn't actually necessarily mean that just because someone's got a certification that they're actually good at their job, because we've also all probably come across people who are designated or certified, even as professional accountants, who still need help and support uh, along their journey and along their their um, their move to more technology and more um, future based. So, you know, obviously certifications don't mean that you are future proof that you um, are a great asset to a business or a company. Um, and I think that that's this challenge that we walk with certification is. Um, you, if you're creating a certified professional standard, then that somewhat limits you to being progressive and being able to be future, um, you know, future proofed. So how do you balance that? And I think that the way it's sort of come down is, is that the certifications that are coming out of the technologies that are more future um, based, like QuickBooks Online and the other um, ones like Xero and all these certifications that are now even coming out of app partners, are leading us more towards um, the future-proofing the industry, but they're not going to be recognized as much by small business owners or the people that are hiring and engaging these people. So they're providing that education that Jan about, talked about that's so important for making sure that people are on top of what's going on with technology and that how things are emerging and evolving, um, but they're not creating that industry-recognized standard that small business owners look towards when they seek out and find a bookkeeper. So I think, you know, if we're gonna wrap this up, I'll, I'll let maybe Michael close this out. But from my perspective, I think the problem with certifications is you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't create this international standard and still want to be progressive um, and leading edge. So Mike, what are your thoughts on that? Wow, this is the most exciting uh, conversation around certifications I've ever had. <laughs> uh very very interesting that we could actually talk this long about it which is very 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 funny uh I, I did find another organization the the national association of certified public bookkeepers and i did find it interesting that their certifications um specifically is called the accounting or the accounting analytics bookkeeper certification so they actually had to change the name they couldn't call it you know um anything anything close to what they AIPB would call it. I also find it interesting too is is both use .orgs, but the NACBB is an LLC. So I'm wondering if it's just some for-profit entity that just put together certification as charging people for training. And neither websites speak innovation uh, to me at all, nor scream innovation to me at all. Um, 
I'll, I'll, have, something, I'll have something about the NACB, whatever. Yeah, NACPB, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll add something to that. I'll, I'll kind of go on record criticizing them because yeah. to me, it feels like a Mickey Mouse organization. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why I think, and I'm going to tell you, I run at the risk of getting hate mail on this, but I know some people got certified through it. If you actually dig into this com- this National Association of Certified Public Bookkeepers, they have like seven different websites, National Association of Bookkeepers, Bookkeeper Associations of America. They got a whole bunch of things, all with the same address in Utah. So it, it, this is a type of organization that I think what they're doing is that they're shooting things at the wall to kind of see what sticks. Also in their website, when you click on certifications, there's a button that says licenses. And usually licenses are certified by the state. And I guarantee you that there's no state license that enforces or, or, or that even recognizes these certifications. They got CPB, CAP, CAA. Yeah. Certified public CQA. bookkeeper. What's a public bookkeeper? Right. What and, is and, that? I think, and I think certified public bookkeeper, which is a very astute name, very astute name. I'm going to give him credit for that. I think that is purposefully misleading, in my opinion, uh, because it's taking the CPA name, Certified Public Accountant, and it's just kind of riffing off that. So uh, if a representative from the NICABPB, whatever, wants to come on the podcast and talk about it, I will welcome to do so. I'm, so you can- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there and just say that if any of you want to Google the owner's name, it's David Bybee. And if any of you want to look that up, um, you don't want to have them on the show and you don't want to be affiliated with them. So <clears throat> uh, enough said, enough said. And Mike, go ahead, go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's, it's really interesting. I, I feel like in some ways because of, of the wild West nature of bookkeeping and how fast it's growing, um, we could, anybody could come out with their certification if they can create a brand for themselves and mark and, you know, hit, hit the wall with it, shotgun it. The other thing I think about is, is, um, what the advent or introduction of innovation like QuickBooks Live is going to do to this whole thing about uh, around certification and standardization. Um, I think about, you know, when you, when you uh, went to a taxi company to use the t- a taxi, you kind of went, oh, okay, the taxi company's certified this driver to drive for me. Um, and, you know, you, you think, oh, well, maybe there's some training the taxi company gave for this person to drive multiple people in a vehicle around town um and then you know uber gets introduced and all of a sudden any joe schmo with a car and a driver's license can can drive and and can pick people up and take them somewhere and so it 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 seems very interesting to think about it that way is um has the introduction of a an innovative service like quickbooks live um increased the need or the necessity or the demand or something um the future of certifications or does it diminish the idea of it because of uh, the standardization that these these services are going to provide around the um, around the profession? But anyways, that's that's some food for thought just to think about um, as we talk about certification. So the the thing I, I guess to segue into or to um, to jump into is around association. Then um, so we have certifications let's, let's wrap ahead. let's wrap up this episode and then we'll do the next one yeah. on associations take us home with music andrew jan any last words you know honestly i think i think what you're all hearing and learning <coughs> it's difficult it, it this is a difficult topic it's hard because there's so many yeah. pieces 
and staying relevant, staying on top of it, and then making people understand that these things really truly are important, but it's important in the person's perspective of to them, but also to the marketplace, right? Is the marketplace accepting of this? And I think we've already said that bookkeepers probably are not as relevant as what CPAs are, but I think as QB Live comes on board, we're gonna see a flip now. I think we're gonna see Q, that bookkeepers now are more relevant. I think that we're gonna see certifications are going to become more relevant now. Okay, well, I guess we're waiting for Andrew to wrap it up with music. <laughs> well, because he doesn't Dan, know he's on mute either. Yeah, we'll, 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 do, some, we'll do some editing on that. Jan, yep. thank you very much. Mike and Andrew, uh, you guys have a good night, and I'll see you guys next week. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Welcome, 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 Make accounting fun. Welcome to Friday Night Live with Accountants. Are you ready?